Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Uh Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Hey, guess what day it is. Oh, come on. I know you can hear me. It's hump day. Woo-hoo! Hump day? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Jake coming at you live. From the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. We're here on a Wednesday this week. Always fun to be at the warehouse. Come on by and see us. We're right here in Salt Lake. Prices so low, it'll blow your mind. The warehouse. Uh, we'll catch up with Clayton a little bit uh, later on the show. Austin Horton producing today back at our Carrier Zone studios at Vivint Arena. And safely, social distancing from Casa de Monson, the one, the only, Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. Hello, Jake. Hope you're having a decent day today. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I got out of bed. <laughs> How are you doing? You having a good day? All, all, is... uh, all uh, biscuits and lollipops or whatever it is you say. <laughs> biscuits and lollipops, no. But uh, daffodils and sweet pickles. No. Oh, that's the one. That's right. Uh, anyway, you know, you said you got out of bed. Where did the saying come from? It got out, got got out on the wrong side of, the, got up on the wrong side of the bed. What does that, where, what does that mean? The wrong side of the bed. Uh, what does it mean literally? Or yeah, what, mean, is where, it, what, it, what does it mean? It just means you just start started off your day. Uh, I know, I know what it means, but to what can we trace that? I guess I could probably Google it and find out. <laughs> probably could i've always I, googled yeah i always have i actually think i know this one okay yeah, what is it please sure. i in fact i probably should google it myself but i think it's a superstition from like the the medieval times that they believed that if you got out of bed on I, the, either the left or the right obviously that you uh the devil was closer to you that day wow is that right i don't know if that's right that's just i think that's might be I'll Google it. Okay. Let us know. Get back to us on that way. All right. Good times. Stand Good by. times. Yeah. Stand uh, but, by. Uh, Hold. But, but, yeah, I got out of bed this morning, so that was that was good. Oh, well, I, I was almost right. It originated in ancient Rome, the ancient Roman Empire. The Romans. The Romans had a superstition that the left side of the bed was the wrong side, and getting out on the left side... It, i.e. the wrong side, would bring them bad luck for the day. So I was now, half right. Is it the left side when you're in bed or the left side when you're looking at your bed? Ay, ay, ay. I'll, uh, I'll dial up Julius and see if he'll would let have, us know. I would imagine it's not stage left. In bed. Right. <laughs> it's bed left. It's, it's, and, and, hey, wait, just out of general curiosity, uh, Austin, what, what side <laughs> of the bed uh, do you get out of? <laughs> the left side. Well, unless I'm looking at the bed, then it's the right side. We've figured it out. All these years, we're wondering where Austin's bad luck has come from, and we found it out today on a Wednesday at the warehouse. I'll always remember it. He's been getting up on the wrong hey, side hey, of the hey, bed keep it, all these Keep it years. down, though, because now I'm going to ask my wife to switch me sides, and I don't want her to know it's because I think it's cursed. See, I'm on the left side, too, Austin. I, I'm with you there, buddy, but I, I'm pretty... You know, superstitions aside, I'm I'm pretty set on my position. I don't I I don't know if uh, yeah, that's not something I'd be willing to do, regardless. So of you're you're life. talking about once you're in bed, you're a, you're a left sider, right? Yes. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Because I used to be a left sider, now I'm a right sider. Why? What? Uh, what uh, prompted the switch? I can't remember. Midlife crisis. Yeah, probably. I don't know why. You just switched. Yeah, one one day, and I. But there must have been a reason for it, but I don't recall what it was. 
but Lisa wanted to. <laughs> that's a good enough reason, right? <laughs> Uh, okay, well, that's there's another thing I didn't know about you, Gordon. You, you switched mid-marriage. That's that probably doesn't happen all that often. I'm guessing. Uh, you think once someone is on one side of the bed, that it stays that way forever? I'm not switching anytime soon. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Jake just said he'd rather have all the bad luck in the world than change his routine. Then switch? Yeah, I'm yeah. Pretty, but why? I'm pretty dug in on the left, man. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> It hugs I'm his just, body so it does, well. It just feels right. I know where like the the clock is, and my end table is on that side, and it's just, you know, I I have already um, mastered not banging my shin on the bed, which took a minute, and I don't want to remaster that on another side. I mean, there's just there's there's all sorts of of really good reasons. As you get older, I'm wondering which side of the bed is closer to the restroom. Uh, her side. Which is so you, working you out might wanna, You might want. Huh? Yeah, yeah, when she's yeah, when she's pregnant. Yeah, I get that. But maybe yeah, one day well. you, it might be aimed at you. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. We'll we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Okay. Well, see, these are important topics that we stumble upon. You know. But yeah, man, I know not, this. This moving. is such a polished discussion that it sounds like we planned it. You know, because it's so smooth. That do- doesn't we, sound like that. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's not true at all. <laughs> that's not okay. That's not true in the well, slightest. We we did happy, find out that ha- Gordon is a side switcher, though. I had no <laughs> idea. You think you know a guy? Flip flopper. Yeah. <laughs> well, happy St. Patty's Day to you guys. Yeah, absolutely. When I left my house today, Gordon, uh, there was a there was a uh, corned beef roast in the crock pot, and uh, I got to tell you, I can't. You know, usually I don't wish our time together to go uh, any faster than it usually does, but. Man, if I could uh, blink and be home diving into that roast, I, I think I'd do it. <laughs> okay. What's in there? Corned beef. Ah, corned beef. Yeah, that's, that would be you know the You know sense. what you eat on St. Patrick's Day uh, traditionally? <laughs> Is there any other option? Uh, well, I I like Irish uh, Irish food. There, there's plenty of other options. This is not Irish food food, but have you ever had Irish nachos? Because whoever invented those was just brilliant. What what? No, I don't even know what they are. You've never had Irish nachos? Don't think oh, so. Gordo, it it's pretty basic. Does that have the corn? Does it have the corned beef on it? Well, man, that would make a terrific uh, addition. I wouldn't complain about certainly, but no, it's a, it's pretty much potato chips, uh, topped with sour cream and bacon. Oh wow! No, I I don't think I've ever had that. I mean, it'll take a couple of years off the old life, but like, <laughs> I'll tell you what, <laughs> it's worth it. I'm not even you know food guy, right? But I'd I'd dive into a plate of Irish nachos right now if it were put in front of me. Those potato chips better be pretty thick though to hold up, right? Oh, it doesn't matter. All right. Well, I you know there was a there was an Irish establishment that uh, you you and I used to go to on occasion. I think we did shows from there at one yeah. point, didn't we? I don't. But uh, I I always enjoyed that food, you know. I'd get uh, I'd get some sort of Irish dish. Although is split pea soup is that uh, and ham is that is that an Irish dish? Because I used to get that uh, on occasion. wasn't bad. I don't know. Sounds good though. Sounds well, tasty. So hopefully happy happy St. Happy Patty's, St. Patty's Day. Day. Yeah. I am wearing my green Hartford Whalers hat just for the occasion. Oh, good. You know, I have another. I have another. Uh, uh, I bought a. I think I might have mentioned this to you. I, I bought a green T-shirt with a Hartford Hartford Whalers uh, uh, logo on the front. I need to give that to you because I, I've never worn it. I washed Lisa and I washed it, and uh, I put it in the dryer. She washed it, <laughs> and uh, and it just sits there. So I should give that to you. Well, here's you the thing. Well. I I would be happy to wear it, but you you should do a little experiment though first. Okay. Okay. Wear that shirt around a few times, and tell me how many times somebody goes, "Hey, are you from New England?" <laughs> Is that what <laughs> they do when I'll they see you? Her? I'll tell you what. I I've gotten it like. Probably, I mean, I wear this hat quite a bit. I, I've gotten it probably ten to fifteen times, and I, well, I feel so bad because I disappoint these people. It's like, uh, no, 
Are they not, usually? I'm not even that big of a of a hockey fan per se, but the logo is pretty <laughs> sweet. <laughs> yeah, but everybody understands that. Everybody, any sports fan will tell you, or not any, but many sports fans will tell you that that's that, that's the best uh, logo anybody's ever had in sports. And I agree. I've got another. Uh, I got a sweatshirt that has a Hartford Whaler logo on it. It's uh, I really like it. You know. Anyway, I get oh, that all the yeah. time. Hey, are they use are they usually transplants a, from there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like hey, I'm a I'm from Connecticut. You, I'm a big Whalers fan. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, well you know. You right know there. what you should do? You should find some small little speck on the map in Connecticut and say, yeah, I'm from I'm from. You know, wherever, yeah, whatever the town is, just to just to make them feel better, <laughs> just to just to make okay, uh, that would probably be easier. Than I think you should just say no. I I'm actually a whaler uh, for my living. That's what I do. No, I'm I, I hunt whales. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm a whaler. Uh, you is know, that even legal anymore? I doubt it. Who's asking? <laughs> but since the advent of so many things, I don't think that whale oil. <laughs> possesses the value that it once did you know there's a lot of other methods of, of i don't know remember such. remember that story that i had for the not sports report a while back no about that that person that found the the, the whale vomit on the beach as it crystallized and hardened and it was worth like a gazillion dollars because they use it for all kinds of products i don't know i, I must have tuned that one out weird <laughs> good reason well i don't know why you would whale vomit that sounds like a really nice topic to talk about. Oh, all right. We are live here from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. We're going to get to the split story in a moment. Uh, but, Gordon, uh, let's switch gears just for a second because the, the big – it's actually the, the biggest sports story in the country right now. But uh, a friend of the station, former BYU star uh, and longtime NBA player, um, played eight seasons for the Mavericks, uh, Sean Bradley. Um the, the Dallas released, uh, I, I guess, a statement today, and that's kind of how this uh, the news caught on. Uh, but Sean was involved in a uh, an accident not far from his home in St. George in January. He was hit by a car while he was on his uh, bike, Gordon, and uh, he is uh, now uh, paralyzed. Uh, he survived, thank goodness, and, and we're certainly so grateful for that. But uh, Sean is, uh, is in some rough shape, and, uh, man, it just... Yeah, tough news today. I mean, just just tough news today. He is a great, great, great person. He used to come on with us all the time. He was out at Manland. Remember that? Well, he was on the station at the time we did yeah. Manland. He he did a midday show for a brief time, which I produced. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, it, it, and uh, man, working with him for that short time was just great. He's really interesting person. Uh, yeah. Just it couldn't have been nicer. I mean it. And again, I just want to reiterate: we're just, I'm just so grateful he's still with us. I mean, uh, he's got a tough road ahead of him, but I'm I'm so happy he's, you know, uh, he's okay. Yeah, that uh, that that got to be a little bit because having had that bike accident that I had in July, yeah, yeah. Uh, sure, hit home a little bit. I told I, I told you guys when when uh, I found out about the story that uh, that it, uh, it it was sad, sad, sad. But I. I thought about how much worse it could have been for me in, in my bike accident. I mean, it's just everybody, please be careful out there. You know, I mean, it's uh, I know you're on a bike, but uh, I, if I understand the story right, was the story go that he was hit from behind by an auto? Yeah, mm -hmm. from behind. So he, he probably never saw it coming. And uh, but uh, everybody out there who loves to ride bikes, uh, please do it as carefully as you can. And uh, this this sounds to me like had nothing to do with Sean, but uh, other than the fact that it impacted him the way it did. But uh, we send our best uh, individually and as a station to Sean Bradley for sure. Yeah. And tough story. And, uh, you, you know, he's, he said he's uh, not going to uh, update it, you know, going further. He's just going to concentrate on, on getting better. Um, in the statement, it did indicate that uh, he was going to uh, make some effort to make awareness about, uh, you know, being safe around bicycles and those sorts of things. And uh, said his family has been uh, by his side all the way through it. And um, I'm sure he's, he's really grateful for that support. But, man, 
Tough stuff. Yeah. Tough no stuff. Doubt. No doubt. All right. Uh, let's jump into it. Gordo, there's there's so much going on today. I mean, we've got an incredible amount of stuff to talk about on the show. So let's dive right into it. It's time for the split story. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. Two. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Brown works it, bounces back to Tice. He'll take a three with Donovan on him, misses badly, flies in for his own rebound. Rudy rejected him, and he popped it up high in the air, and it comes down to Conley. Jazz on the run. Donovan left side. Bogdanovich right-hand drive. Kicks back up top to Ingles. Rotates to Conley. Conley back out to Joe. Come on, baby. Bury the three. Oh, what a possession. The Jazz by six. Rudy Gobert blocks it on one side, and the Jazz are electric with the ball moving. Movement on the other. Brown cut off by Gobert. Drives to the basket. Pump fakes three times. Gets the shot swatted. Why do they try? Rudy running. Rudy dunking. Rudy dominating. Timeout. Brad Stevens. 87-81. 10 run by the Jazz. They're up by six. And Rudy Gobert is absolutely marvelous. Ingles will come to the front court. Joe's got himself 14 points tonight. He goes in and out with a right left-hand dribble. Brown all over him. So he retreats back out. Working the left side with a six-point lead to Clarkson. Driving on Williams. Bouncing to Rudy. Rudy dunking on Tice. And the foul. Hoya! Wee wee! The funny thing is that I, I don't really chase blocks. You know, some games I might get seven blocks, six blocks, but that doesn't mean I necessarily play better defense. Some games I get zero blocks and I play great defense because guys are not even getting shots up around me. So just going to keep being active, keep making sure I make the right decisions. You know, if guys going to keep challenging me, I'm going to be there to block the shots. All right, uh, <laughs> Rudy, uh, Rudy Gobert's comments right there. Calls from David Locke. Uh, let me tell you something before we dive into the game, Gordon. It's a different situation this year with Locke not on the road uh, with the team. He's uh, So what he does, some nights he's up in the studio with us, but most nights he's in the empty arena on the platform where he usually broadcasts, watching the game on the big uh, the the big monitors there in the in the middle of the arena, and uh, I usually watch the game. Tim and I just hunker down in the studio and uh, and watch the game uh, on ra- on road games. And you heard David how worked up David got. We could hear David not through the 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 board or the speakers or whatever, but we heard David in the studio through a closed door. If that just gives you any idea of, of how into it David was last yeah, night, yeah, he sounded uh, he sounded pretty animated there. So that was that was really something. But anyway, uh, great call by David. Uh, one seventeen to one hundred nine. Jazz beat the Celtics. I thought it was a big win. Um, I thought they did a number of different things uh, much better. Um, specifically, Gordon, and here's where I'll, I'll, uh, I will start. They got back to playing the style of basketball that was so successful in the first half of the season. On offense, you know, we can get into it and talk about ball movement and and getting open shots, which they absolutely did. But defensively, um, the bite was back. It was a much better defensive performance than we've seen. Yes. uh, I had, you know, it's funny because you and I have not talked about our impressions of the game. And I had the same, I had the same thought that this looks more like what you would expect from the Jazz. Although there were some weird twists in this game. The first one the first one is a real positive for the Jazz, in my opinion. That exchange between Brown and uh, and Donovan, when when he, when uh, Brown got fouled on that play, remember, and he patted uh, – he patted Donovan on the butt, and, and Donovan kind of swung his arm at him a little bit. I I thought that's a moment because because Donovan has uh, I think somewhat made a name for himself trying to reach out to other NBA players, especially the guys that are uh, sort of at his level. But I I I thought that competitive fire in him was was a real good thing. What do you think of that? Am I making too much out of it? Yeah, I didn't make much out of it. Um, I I can see what you're getting out there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just thought that I I liked that moment uh, that he was fired up and uh, sort of hunkered down competitively. The other thing is, what, what's weird in this game is the Jazz had more turnovers, and the first half was a real problem with that, even though it didn't cost them It was the terribly. first quarter. They had yeah. like six turnovers in like the first four minutes or something. Yeah. 
the turnovers, but the the Celtics get a league and a lead, and the Jazz fight back and and uh, are right there with them at halftime, and then move on from there. That that uh, stood out to me. The Jazz had fewer assists. Uh, they had more turnovers, fewer assists, and fewer rebounds. And they shot a worse percentage overall from the floor. So how did the Jazz win this game? Uh, well, there were multiple ways, but a couple of them were they shot, they hit nine more three-pointers than the Celtics did. That's huge. And they uh, they they made all kinds of uh, hay at the free-throw line. And the Celtics, how many attempts did the Celtics have in Four. that game total? I mean, that that's a 20-point difference right there. I so mean, let, let me pose a legitimate question to you, and I really I, I'm not being smart-alecky in any way, shape, or form. So the Jazz took 24 free throws, made 22 of them. And by the way, I think about you every time Rudy makes a cr- uh, clutch free throw. Uh, the Celtics uh, attempted four free throws. Now – Gordon, how many fouls did the Jazz commit? Uh, 18, I believe. How many fouls did the Celtics commit? 18. How is that possible? I don't know. (laughs) And I watched the game, and I still don't know. How is that possible that they'd have the same amount of fouls, but uh, the free throw disparity would be 24 to 4? I mean, I didn't hear Brad Stevens' postgame comments, but, you know, Coaches often like to bring that up as a way to complain about the officials. How could you mm-hmm. even do it? They call the same amount of fouls on each team. I don't timing, even know how that's timing possible. Is, timing is everything. Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, literally every foul on the Celtics would have had to bit on the shot, and every foul <laughs> on the Jazz would have had to bit on the floor. I hear you. I hear you. If if <laughs> If we... I wonder what Celtics fans are thinking today. Well, I read. Uh, I often do. There's a there's a Twitter account out there that uh, that compiles the best comments from the Jazz opponents Reddit threads, mm-hmm. and I mean it's a, it's a must read after every game for me because often it is it is just hilarious. But a lot of the sentiment on that last night was uh, being grumpy about the the refs. And so, of course, you know, I'm, I'm thinking this is going to be a topic after the game or whatever. And then as, I, as Tim and I are getting ready to go on the air, I'm like, how they both had 18 fouls. How how is that even possible? <laughs> Just what you said earlier, they were they were uh, fouling on the shot. And but still, if it's 18, 18, if it's the same number, you would think that penalty wise or something the the Celtics would be able to balance that out a little bit but it didn't work out that way and the Jazz do a lot of that Euro foul stuff and so they pick up a lot of fouls on the floor and they try not to to foul while playing defense and so you know there of course is an explanation I just don't know if I've ever seen anything like that been reading box scores for a long time Gordo I don't know how many times I've seen anything like that yeah 24 to 4 that's the discrepancy in free throws 24 to 4 and they committed the same amount of fouls that's crazy. Yeah, that's that is crazy. But I think that that and the fact that the Jazz hit nine uh, more three pointers uh, was was the difference in the game because statistically, at least, and what you it sounds like what you do, Jake, is similar to what I do. You watch the game, you take some notes, and then you go back and check the stats, right? And so uh, sometimes uh, the the stats surprise you a little bit, <laughs> but. Yeah, the Jazz uh, trailed in a whole lot of categories, but not those two. All right, we'll get to uh, the big University of Utah news of the day coming up next. Uh, We are live at the warehouse in Salt Lake, 1825 South, 300 West. Jumping on with us now, our good friend Clayton. What's up, Clayton? What's up, Jake? It's good to see you, buddy. How are you? Good to see you, too. How are you doing, Monson? Clayton, Good good to hear your voice, man. Hope you're doing all right. I'm doing good. We closed up the store in Orem. We're back here fortifying the fort in Salt Lake. We brought Mike back down from Orm, so I'm sure Mike's happy he doesn't have to commute down to Orm every day. Oh, you, you're, oh yeah, I bet <laughs> nobody's happier than Mike is today. That's, yeah, that's a long haul. I'm also happy. That's a, that's a far drive. Uh, have you got your your brackets all all squared away? You, you feeling good about your Cougs? I haven't even thought about it, but I am happy that both men and women for BYU are in the tournament. I think that's cool. You, who are you pulling for, Michigan State or UCLA? I, I think UCLA would be a better. Yeah. 
a lot better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's thus, be honest. And thus, they're not going to win. Yeah. It's going to be Michigan hey, State. Clayton, Tell Clayton me. can can you uh, describe for me the the comfortable piece of furniture that Jake is sitting on today? Listen, he's sitting on the same one. He's just on the other end. Yeah, right, th- well, this well. is this is an incredible sectional, actually. You put me on the spot here, Gordon. But uh, this sectional is actually from Global United. Um, it's one of the it's one of the pieces that we've been selling a lot. We sold so many sectionals in Orm. I was surprised that market just loves sectionals, and this is one of our best selling sectionals. It's a it's a seven piece with a has like an entertainment kind of console next to where pretty Jake cool. is. Yep, pretty sweet. Open it. Cup holders. Cup holders. Little storage. Reclining Sounds on good. both sides. This thing is this thing's awesome. It is awesome. It is. It's incredible. So we don't. I mean, I know we talk about mattresses a lot, but you know, here at the warehouse, we do really anything for your house. Entertainment stands, dressers, obviously sofa loves, sectionals, and uh, we love taking care of our customers, making making sure they need anything for their house. And we'll you had a big, uh, what, nightstand deal last time we were here, I think. We you did know, do it's... a big nightstand. We, I think we only have like two of those left. Oh, really we sold good. Tons. We sold, we People almost took sold, advantage of it. Yes. We, we sold almost all our nightstands. Um, and it's, it's something that kind of my dad... He always thought it was important that we have to offer everything, right? Even though our 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 our, our bread and butter is mattresses and adjustable bases here at the warehouse, we offer everything. Yep. So if you're if you're brand new here in Utah, or you know your kids are building a new house, you're doing a new build, whatever, we have everything you need for your house furniture needs, whether it's bedroom sets, dining room tables, even nightstands and and all the above. Everything. Everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's awesome. It's a one-stop shop for sure. And and we're we're excited because you know everyone just got some stimulus money. Yep. So, yeah, I just hit the bank account. I was excited when that happened. And we decided to do a you special can make deal. that go a long way down here. Well, that's and that's why I kind of wanted I was like thinking I was like how special do I, deal. I like it. How do we open up? What do we talk about? And I think we just got to go to our bread and butter. Okay. While we while we close the store norm, I was able to secure a deal on a, an adjustable base, which to be honest, Jake, I have no idea how I juggled all this. <laughs> I don't it's know. a lot. It's, <laughs> it's a lot. It's insane. But um, I got I got a I got a head up only queen size adjustable base. Okay. And I thought it was cool last time we did the Vidal special. Uh huh. Vidal is one of our managers down here. Speaks Spanish. Takes care of our our customers really well. But we also have a young, beautiful uh, sales associate named Naomi. All right. I was Naomi thinking special? we should do a Naomi special. Let's do it. I All like right. It. So with the Naomi special, what we're going to do is we're going to do a queen head-up adjustable base with that same uh, five-zone individual pocketed coil mattress, seven ninety-nine. That's an adjustable base and mattress, Jake. That's amazing. Both and, and uh, up the street, that'll cost you how much? For seven ninety-nine, you couldn't even get a mattress. Yeah, right. And any of my competitors, you're you know you're looking nine ninety-nine for a mattress only. I'm going to give you an adjustable base and a mattress for seven ninety nine. Now that's that seven. That's that five zone individual pocketed kind of traditional thirteen inch pillow top mattress. But let's say you don't want that. Let's say you're new. You can You kind of want like a. You want like a gel infused memory foam. Okay. All that right. my competitor on the internet might be similar to like the friendly ghost. Okay. All right. I got you. Got what I'm saying. Uh-huh. It gets better. If you want to go away from the thir- the five zone individual pocketed thirteen inch memory, um, sorry, the thirteen inch pillow top, you want to go into the memory foam. I can do that same deal for five ninety nine. Whoa! Wow! We're basically giving this away. That's amazing. I'm basically you buy the mattress. I'm giving you a free adjustable base. And it'll change your happened. it'll change your life. And it, and 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 listen, if you want adjustable base, you've thought about an adjustable base. Let me tell you, it's awesome. All of our employees sleep on adjustable bases. Oh, yeah. My dad's been sleeping on Mike raises his hand. <laughs> his wife loves it. I'm sure. Adjustable base can help you in many ways. There's tons. Come in. We'll help you figure it out. But if you've thought about an adjustable base, you have that stimulus check-in. Five ninety nine will get you an adjustable base and a mattress. Boom. I don't know anyone else doing oh. that. Nowhere else. My competitors can't even sell you a mattress for five ninety nine, and I'm doing a mattress and an adjustable base only here at the warehouse. Best prices on the planet, people. Eighteen twenty five South, three hundred West. Come see. Uh, ask for the Naomi special. 
and uh, you're going to get taken care of. So come on in. 1825 South, 300 West. Boom. Mornax, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Band of the Day today is Journey, selected by Gordon and brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. Gordon, I know you have a column about this up at uh, SLTrib.com. News coming out really right after our show yesterday about uh, Larry Kraskoviak and the University of Utah are going to be parting ways. Uh, there was some conflicting conflicting reports on that, by the way. Did we ever, uh, Austin, uh, I don't know if you've seen anything. Did we ever get to the bottom of whether or not he was fired or resigned? Uh, that's the last. Oh. He was fired. Well, that's what uh, Utah said. But uh, your guy, Newman, didn't he report that uh, Larry had said he uh, stepped down? Well, yeah. I, I mean, there. like I said, there was. Okay, so who do you want to believe? I <laughs> I guess well, I don't know. That's why I brought it up. There was some controversy I, over it. Anyway, he's not working there anymore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Your your thoughts, Gordon? We we talked about this uh, and uh, the possibility of it happening the other day. Uh, what are your thoughts on on now that it's over? Yeah, I I had written a column. I don't know if you remember it, Jake. Uh, when was that? A couple months ago, months or months or two ago, about Larry's situation at Utah and how it was reaching a critical point. Uh, that for what he was being paid, he was not delivering what uh, the expectation was. But not only that, but uh, people, even before the pandemic, people weren't really showing up for the for the games. And uh, I know that the attendance figures were, as usual, uh, inflated and whatnot. But uh, that 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 building over there was pretty empty, and uh, it was coming to a point where it. Uh, it was diminishing returns, really, and so it didn't surprise me at all. I had heard a few weeks ago that that uh, there were they were there was uh, a move to have uh, to have some sort of departure uh, with Larry, but uh, it uh, it all came down yesterday. And <laughs> okay, so the university says they terminated Larry Kraskoviak, and Larry Kraskoviak says he resigned. Would I believe whoever you want to believe? But the point is that Utah was unhappy with uh, the direction of the program. And uh, I, I, I don't have a huge problem with that. I mean, I know you and I have talked about the, the financial side of this and the timing with the pandemic and all that. But uh, I don't think the pandemic really had that much of an effect on Utah basketball. This, it, it stayed the course that it had been on for a couple of prior seasons and uh, I, I don't have a big problem with it because Larry will be taken care of very nicely uh, with uh, a whole lot, millions of dollars for him to sit on a beach. And uh, so I, I think at some point he was even realizing that this isn't going the way it needs to. Um, I, I mean, I'm on the record about this. I don't, I don't, li- I don't like paying somebody seven and a half million dollars to sit on a beach during a pandemic. I mean, I, I don't think that that's a I don't think that's a good look. I don't care about the the oh, well a booster paid it. I mean, well, does that booster uh, donate uh, you know donate that money to cover the shortfall for the athletic program so they can you know rehire some of the people that were laid off up there? Uh, I I don't like it. I mean, I don't disagree with your your analysis of the on on the floor product. I I don't disagree with the word you said. I just don't think. Uh, I just don't think the timing is good. Uh, and but, but that, as we talked about, as we talked about the last time you and I had a discussion about this, there's a there's a price to pay by keeping him too, especially if the fan base is not energized, is not uh, interested in the product, then you're losing money at that uh, out, out out that window. And okay, so, but it's about cash now. I mean, that's what they've been telling us for months. But that's beside the point. I, I think it's beside the point. I just feel like 
uh, you know, back when it, there was uncertainty around if college sports were going to happen, I wanted college sports to happen for the opportunity for the athletes because it's about more than the win and loss. And I, I feel like it would be hypocritical of me to come uh, here today and say, well, actually, it was about the wins and losses, and, uh, you know, that doesn't matter anymore. So, I mean, that's, that's where my opinion's at. I don't think it's a good look. Um, I, I believed them when they talked about their, their financial struggles. Um, so I don't know if I were Larry Kraskovac, you know what I'd be thinking today? Wow. I should, I would have been better off just saying, uh, refusing to play. Oh, what do you mean refusing to play? I mean, during the time, Gordon, you remember when people were standing up and everybody said there was a big thing that. Uh, players can elect to play or not to play. Well, what if a coach said, hey, my team's not playing. I don't feel like it's safe. He would have been better he, off doing that. He, he, he didn't have that kind of power. He would have been better off doing that. What do you mean well, he, he didn't he, have but, that kind but, of power? He, he might have said that, but they were going to play. If the university wanted them to play, they'd play. And but, if he refused to put his team on the floor, they just would have replaced him then. But he, you know, sacrificed his salary as he did the furlough thing. I mean, this you talk to those guys up there or any athletic program of, of the hoops that they had to jump through just to compete. I mean, it it was, I'm sure, a nightmare Jake, But season. it was no different. The end result was no different than what had been going on in the two previous seasons. I so know. I, I'm, but, saying, but, I'm but, telling but, you that it has okay. nothing to do with what's on the well, floor. Well, 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 it always does. I mean, to, to say otherwise, you accuse me of being in the 100-acre wood. You're in the 100-acre wood right now. Because it always matters, the success of the program. Always. That's never going to be discarded. It's hugely important. There are all kinds of coaches all across America, former coaches, who are doing all kinds of good things with the individual players who had their best interest at heart and who are, who are good people and charitable people. And I think Larry Kraskoviak fits into that category. But they didn't win enough. I mean that, that 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 that's the rule of thumb across America in college sports. I know. I can't but I, think, can you think of a single example of somebody who is mediocre and is mediocre year after year after year who keeps his job? Gordon, I, I'm I'm not saying this specifically about Utah. I don't think any of these universities have any business paying these zillion dollar buyouts for their coaches. Just hold the phone. Just put it on hold for a year. But it costs you. It costs you if you do that too. Yeah. You know, well, we had this conversation, and it costs the program one way or the other. If there's no interest, if fans don't want to buy tickets mm-hmm. or come to the games, then, you know, then that's going to cost you money. And, and they in don't some have ways, the cash more, now. That's the point. We can go back and forth on that, and we're not going to agree. Well, yeah, I mean, what, you pay me now or pay me later. But I it mean, matters gonna, now because the shortfall why? is now because the coronavirus well, is now. I understand that, Jake. But you, you, if you're going to have to pay next year, it's the same thing. You're still losing money. But it's not the same thing because you know, But now. you are losing money because it's not, not, only now. You, not, not only are you losing money, but your but your fan base is totally deflated too. Okay. All right, man. I heard you again. I heard you. I don't agree. I, I, I think that matters. I think the time of it matters. You're telling me it doesn't matter. I, I don't agree with that point. So, I mean, Utah's moving on because they didn't win enough. I, I feel like, you know, in the midst of this situation, the things are a little bit different. But they're not. You're right. I am in the 100-acre the wood. They're not. That doesn't mean that I think that they, they shouldn't be. I, I, this is confusing to me. I understand that uh, this last year has been difficult and that Utah athletics, like a whole lot of other athletic programs, is, uh, is suffering a financial deficit. But, uh, I, I mean, you're still, you're still going to lose money one way or the other. And if you do it sooner, then, okay, it's happening to you right now. I get what you're saying, but, but you're going to lose money no matter what. So you might as well correct what's wrong. Yeah, you mentioned that they're, they're going to lose well, money. Well, I mean, no you mentioned what, what Again, you said, too. Yes, I know. I don't agree with that point. I don't. Well, okay. And you can well, bring then, it up again, but I'm not going to agree with it again. I don't agree right. with that point. Well, we'll agree to disagree, I guess. <laughs> uh, you know, But uh, it, the fact is that he's gone. And, uh, you know, Utah is in the situation it's in. Some people think that athletic directors want their guys in place 
and Mark Harlan wants his guy in place uh, for the basketball program. Obviously, Kyle Whittingham is already there, but he's he's uh, seen enough success to uh, to, to to have Mark uh, let that be. But uh, that's an interesting dynamic to me that athletic directors want their guys in place. If that if that is in fact the case, then if I'm a coach somewhere and, and I get a new AD, uh, a new boss. Uh, I'm going to be a little nervous about that if that's, in fact, uh, what everyone says is true. I don't know if it always is, but it is a lot, apparently. So was he fired or did he resign? I think he was fired. I, I think he was going to – they were going to show him the door one way or the other. Um, it, it really doesn't matter because even if he resigned, they negotiated a buyout because, you know, he's not going to walk away from the money he's owed. So it's, it really is just a matter of – uh, what word you want to use. Which I think tells you the relationship temperature between oh, he and yeah. the, the powers that be. No, that's a great point. To really yeah. dig in your heels, because most, uh, it, you know, we see this uh, all the time, right, when coaches say, you know, I'm resigning, to let them save face. So, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point, Austin. It's really interesting. It's like uh, Larry's like, hey, I, I resigned, you know. I resigned. And Mar- and uh, Utah Athletics is like, no, no, you didn't. You were fired. This pink slip here says I wonder how you often, didn't choose. I wonder how often that happens where someone, someone gets fired and they say, no, you can't fire me because I quit. Um, if you quit, though, do you get the same buyout? Well, that's the thing is, is – Technically, no, but you negotiate the buyout, right? And that I was told that there there might have been some of that going on, but that it, somehow it went south. And so, whatever, uh, Larry's gonna has lots of money and uh, nowhere to coach right now. But maybe there will be something on down the line for him. All right, I'm curious, uh, Gordon, uh, if there are some names on the top of your head who might be a good fit at Utah. We'll get into that coming up right around the corner. It is the big show. We're live at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. Come on by and say hello to us. We do have some jazz gear for you. Want to grab some shirts? Gordon, I'm looking uh, right now at a Rodney Hood bobblehead doll. Oh, wow. And it says collectible. And and that is collectible because I can pretty much guarantee – there will never be another one of these made. <laughs> Not in a jazz uniform? Yeah, in a jazz yeah. uniform. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. come on by and see us. Uh, 1825 South, 300 West. More Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Any way you want it, it's the way you need it. Any way you want it. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Come see us. Price is so low to blow your mind. We do have jazz gear for you as well if you want to drop on by. Want to remind you about our friends at Davis Vision, giving you 1,000 reasons to get rid of those contacts or glasses. That's $1,000 off LASIK. Start your road to better vision at davisvisionmd.com or call today, 801-253-3080, 801-253-3080. Gordon, I want to uh, see if you have any names off the top of your head about uh, maybe who the uh, the youth should look at for their next uh, basketball coach. But real quick, uh, your guy uh, Josh Newman of the Trib did report this last night. He said, doesn't sound like Utah is going to use a search firm to identify its next basketball coach. Thank goodness. I, I have no idea why those search firms are even necessary. I'm glad Harlan's going to go ahead and do the uh, the grunt work himself. I think that's good. Yeah, that's I agree with thing. you on that. Although it makes me wonder whether uh, whether he's got names in mind already. I'm sure he does. With, well, don't athletic with, directors always, or aren't they supposed to? I guess maybe that's uh, a better I, way to put it. Yeah, I imagine so. The question is, do they talk with those people <laughs> in advance? Right. And uh, that I don't know. So uh, I don't know who's on his list, but think of uh, think of former youth uh, uh, players or coaches who would fit the mold. What name comes to mind, Jake? Who would fit the? See, that's it. 
Hmm. I mean, that's an interesting way to phrase it. Who would fit the mold? I, and, I don't, you know, obviously one of the names that comes to mind is Alex Jensen because he's, uh, he's obviously an accomplished Utah alum who's a great basketball coach. Um, I don't if, know how realistic I, that is, though. Yeah. I mean, think about that for a second. Would you really want to leave the NBA to to run a, a, a college program? I. It's no. funny. We talked with Chris Mannix about this the other day, remember? And yeah. uh, I, I, I think uh, Alex feels pretty comfortable where he is. Uh, I would, I would prefer the NBA game and then you don't have to recruit. You can work with the players that you have and you have great feedback. Alex Jensen is highly thought of well, uh, just by to, Snyder and others. Just to add to that real quick, Gordon, I, I think you're on the money from comparing NBA to college, but also where Alex is in the NBA. He's, he's close to a head job in the league. You know, he's the lead assistant on what has, uh, you know, the best the team that has the best record in the NBA right now. But I mean, you know, he's interviewed for jobs before. I would I would think there's a pretty there's an NBA head job in his future. And you know what? I'd say the same thing about another person that uh, that the youths are talk or that have been talked about for this youth job. And that's Johnny Bryant. If I'm oh, him, yeah. I'm thinking I'm not too far away from an NBA head gig either. Because he's the lead assistant in New York with Tom Thibodeau, who's who's uh, grooming him, I'm sure, but has coached under Quinn Snyder, and now you know he's going to get some attention as the Knicks uh, turn around. So I, those two guys are both not only in good positions now, but I mean, if I'm them, I don't waste my coaching capital risking it at Utah. I. I hold off until I get a pro opportunity. Well, considering uh, how much money uh, Larry Kraskoviak was making, uh, would that sway you at all? Because I don't know what Alex uh, Jensen or Johnny Bryan are making right now, but it's probably somewhere south of what Larry Kraskoviak's getting. Yeah, and I, I know, and I know you say it's a matter of time, but you know, do you ever really know for sure? I I don't know. You don't. No, you don't. It certainly would be a risk. I mean, it it, it would be something that uh, both those uh, guys would have to sit down with their families and talk about. And yes, the money would make a difference, of course. You know, two million bucks is, is a ton of dough. And you're right. I'm sure it's more than they're making now. But I mean, Gordon, you've, you've seen it uh, throughout your career, I'm sure, when hot young coaching prospects take the wrong job and then they're never heard from again. Yes, that is true. It happens a lot, right? Where you you take, you know, nobody can win, uh, you know, coaching football at New Mexico State. That's the rep. Well, it's the rep for a reason. And how many coaches have gone there saying, hey, I can do this, and it just fails miserably. Not that Utah is a a bad landing spot by any means or a bad job, but, you know, if you're that close to an NBA head coaching job, if it does go south at Utah, you may never be that close again. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, you don't have to recruit players. You don't have to get into the game that you often talk about of lining up your bag men and, uh, you know, play that uh, that whole thing. And we don't know how many coaches are uh, utilizing certain methodology in their recruiting, but uh, we sort of are suspicious about that, are we not? Yeah, and, hey, you and, don't have to go down that road. I mean, recruiting yeah. in general, we, we can talk about making uh, – moral compromises but <laughs> recruiting just, in general you know it's just it's just interesting to me that i think the nba is a cleaner game than college basketball is but and real quick so- i mean I, there are other names out there that that i think would be really really good and i uh i talked to somebody that uh is uh is close to randy bennett at saint mary's that t- uh-huh. that said uh, that he might be interested you know, a little change of scenery and stepping up to the P5. So, you know, I just heard that. So I thought I'd throw that out there because when I heard it, I thought, wow, that's that's an interesting name, right? Somebody that's yeah. that's built a really successful program and uh, has really sustained it over the long haul and did it somewhere that isn't necessarily, you know, a, a blue blood, easy to win at program, which I, I, I think is intriguing. And uh, I saw uh, thrown out there, you know, Chris Burgess, who's uh, an assistant at BYU, but of course played for Utah and has been a Mark Pope disciple. What about Craig Smith or Randy Ray? You know, those those names uh, out there, too. I mean, I'm sure that would make Aggie fans grumpy if uh, if Utah poached Craig Smith. But if you can pay that kind of dough, 
You know, I'm sure it's enticing to a lot of coaches out there. But I, I think they need somebody younger, Gordon, young and energetic. And experienced? I mean, you don't want to go after, say, Andre Miller, do you? No, 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 no. I, there's got to be some experience there. Okay. But, I mean, like, uh, like Utah State did with Craig Smith, where they went out and found uh, a little new blood and a guy who's a little bit younger and has that real juice and energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a terrific hire right. by Utah State. You know, I noticed that uh, some folks were trolling. Utah fans were trolling. BYU fans saying Mark Pope. Uh, well, hey, I Pope's done a great job there. I, <laughs> he I'd, sure gauge has. His, I'd gauge his interest. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Could you imagine that? Really? That would be. Oh man, that'd be something else, wouldn't it? Yeah. But uh, I, if I'm Mark Harlan, I would I would be excited about this opportunity because it's a, it's the most important thing. I don't know if it's the most important thing, but it's one of the most important things an athletic director can do: hire head coaches. And uh, I'm I'm sure that there are names on his list that he's impressed with that he is very eager to put in place. So uh, we'll see which way it goes. But it's funny that the the Utah alums are almost too good. Really, it might be too good to take a job like that. That tells you that you've uh, you've pumped out some pretty talented folks through the years. And uh, certainly Alex Jensen, Johnny Bryant – uh, I don't know about you, Jake. I think you we both hold both of them in high regard as far as what their capabilities are. and But their opportunity might be too great yeah. to, to fiddle-faddle around with their alma mater. Yep. At least for now, because I think they're both going to be, you know, pretty good commodities on the coaching market in coming years if, if uh, you know, present pattern continues. All right, we're live here at the way, Warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Come on by. Price is so low to blow your mind. They've got great deals going on on adjustable beds. Uh, of course, you can get uh, the the total package, the mattress and the adjustable adjustable bed for a fraction of what you'd pay for just the mattress at uh, the other guys. So come on by and check it out. We'll talk to Clayton a little later on in the show. It is the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.